When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Yeah. Um, Our intro (laughs) should always sound like Napoleon Dynamite getting electrocuted. Thanks, man. Kill, 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 power, kill. I don't through the entire intro. I uh, I started choking. I swallowed. I don't know. I was laughing because we started rolling right when the Red Wings gave up a goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> uh, man, if only you guys knew what How a square I smoked? what a square I was. I get made fun of at work all the time because I'm such a huge huge square. Uh, for anybody not watching on YouTube, Jared threw out there. Matt, do I have time to hit this bowl? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh... Oh, Curtis, perfect. Hi, guys. Perfect. <laughs> um, it came out one day at work. Like everybody was kind of talking about drugs, and I'm just like giggling, you know, like laughing, like you're supposed to. Like I, I know cadences for jokes and stuff. And then, um, then I don't know. What about your drug experience? Yeah, like like, I know when you touch a woman's breast and it feels like a bag of sand. (laughs) A bag of sand? What? Yeah, you know. (laughs) Well, it was it was almost worse than that because I immediately was like, I I haven't I've never done any drugs, and the response was, uh, that makes perfect sense, and I was like. What? What? <laughs> That's what makes yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> There's a separate group chat where we talk about this stuff. Um, about uh, how we can tell Matt hasn't done drugs. Um, and then Chewy, <laughs> uh, with all my health stuff, I don't drink or smoke anything. I've always been a hood boy. Um, oh, a good boy. Good job, yeah, Chewy. Yeah, be Matt, hood boy, Chewy Nichols. Jared throws out there, looks like the D.A.R.E. program of Southeast Michigan worked on at least one person. It did. I gave a presentation in fifth grade for my D.A.R.E. program. I Dark. That was my first time public speaking. I got up in front of like 100 people and had to read an essay. 
Um, wow. You're able to what drown out that? all their booze? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Good for you, Matt. Yeah, I went to a prison. <laughs> Woo! Um, Dan B, Xavier Ouellette is a stud. Why can't we get guys like that? <laughs> I remember having my like what would it, what would it be like nhl like 14 or 15 team like ryan sproll and xavier ouellette both going like norris trophy norris trophy norris trophy like year after year after year sproley was my man that was going to be my right shot defenseman of the future but yep and then uh murdoch saying evening bros let's go Woo! uh and uh jared oh (laughs) saying literally smoking a j outside in the california sun listening to this drugs talk (laughs) good for you curtis um yeah well you're not my i mean there's another person on the show that has yeah i'm more about uh mushrooms than marijuana i've had I've, i've had some rough marijuana experiences uh but mushrooms um it was it was really cool we turned it into a tea um drink it outside and it was the first time i noticed there's a bluebird nest in my tree in the backyard was there actually a bluebird nest (laughs) there was that day and that's all we needed (laughs) see i'm not against it i uh, (laughs) my wife and i talk all the time and i'm like okay if we go on this trip with you know like her friends have like commented like we'll hook you up we'll get you guys you know what you want and then we're like all right yeah We'll, we'll do it this trip and then like something will happen and we have to cancel the trip but like we've talked about it like it's we don't like we don't we're not like against it i think we're in the position right now where we're like make sure the kids like m- now i have to make sure the kids don't hear me talking about it right now but yeah we're talking I mean, to- this is your opportunity to use uh harold ramus's advice from knocked up you know if it grows in the ground it's probably okay <laughs> and i still live by- yeah we don't we don't want to we're not calling Walter White at any point, but um, Ooh, throw out there some uh, uh, mushroom um, ultimatums, uh, Porcini or Morel. You know, we've actually been Morel hunting out here in Michigan, and we have a spot, but we can't tell you what it is because we don't want to share them, Dan. There you go, Dad. You just Bye-bye. made a non-friend. There we go. Well, we we know that Morels are good, but uh, just don't like sharing them. Um, and then Chewy thrown in just a big Wings fan chatting with like minded guys. Speaking of well, like guys, Matt, look at that segue. Beautiful. We we need we need one more Wings fan that says six more. We need one more. Uh, we need one more person for our fantasy league. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to delete somebody for this draft to go down. Which you guys, that's mean. Nobody wants that to happen. Oh, I so, have a guy. Uh, Don't worry, I have a backup. You have a backup? Okay. Yeah. So we have a backup plan. His name is Dad. Um, no, I was not going <laughs> to invite Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do have one more spot. Like we mentioned, guys, if you want to join, you didn't join last year, but you want to. Um, I think Ketzel won a Simon Edmondson jersey last year. That's how we got uh, to become good enemies with Vintage uh, Detroit because they sent Ketzel the wrong jersey. <laughs> but outstanding uh yeah that was that was great um there's so many places that do great jerseys my last one was from cool hockey it was a dylan larkin jersey it was perfect i don't know why anybody's ever had a problem with cool hockey i've only had good things and you know what they sell mike they sell the thing that's on the website 
they don't sell something different so that when Ketzel receives it, he goes, hey, guys, what the, what the fuck is this? And I have to say, well, I paid full price for it. Um, anyway, shout out to Cool Hockey. Let's do that. Right. Positive. Cool Hockey did the right thing. I'll stop talking about the other. Yeah, company. let's get that third sponsorship, baby. Woo! Um, <laughs> um, what was? Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, Jared likes when I do a digression. Um, oh, for my for my own accord there. So no problem, Jared. That was for both of us, buddy. Um, um we also have uh you know what? I meant to make a QR code for this too, but uh so if anybody watching on YouTube and you're not on your phone, but maybe we we have made a Discord and we only have one buddy and I think it's just um I think it's Blake that's on there. I I looked <laughs> we I set it up and uh, I haven't gone back into it since day one because I haven't gotten a notification of anybody else signing up. But also, I wasn't really ready for it. You know, uh -huh. like I was like, let's wait till the regular season. And um, I can't even find Discord on my phone right now. This is there it is. Just had to search for it. Um, Red Wings rant. You guys should be able to find it as Red Wings ranters. Um, mm. And. Yeah, we have uh, Mike. You're not even in there yet, so oh, I should probably uh, fire up the old Discord here. We're gonna have uh, just the general Red Wings talk. We have a game day uh, channel for everyone, and uh, the rant and vent channel. So for anybody that wants to talk about how not excited they are to become the 2023-24 version of last year's Seattle Kraken. That's Ooh, where you'd go. Speaking of which, right there. Yeah. Topic of the show. Um, I mean, we have a couple different things we want to talk about today. We have we have a, a short list of slides, but uh, we'd love we'd love for, uh, you know, we'd love to turn this more into a discussion because we've all read the Max Boltman articles. Um, so we have a couple that we uh, I think I think what we're saying here for the 2023 Seattle Kraken or the 23-24 version of the last year's Seattle Kraken. It's like Max Boltman made a great case for it. Um, like for sure. Like become the team that got to face the Coyotes a bunch of times. I mean, like <laughs> that's where we'll, we'll take a look at that too. Like the, the Kraken got a lot of easy points uh, last year. But, um, you know, is that ultimately what we're looking for and it's like sure fine yeah you could put you could compare player to player on each roster and you can go like you know listen to daniel sprung on uh you know his most recent interviews like post game and him saying like oh man we've got scoring up and down this lineup and you just start to question like well yeah if it's like you know these two lines will score two goals this night and those two lines will score two goals the next night, you still lose three to two. So you just, <laughs> I'm trying to, there isn't anything, you know, wrong being said by Max Boltman. It's just, is that, that wasn't the end game, right? Like, is that really just like the consolation prize for being a wings fan this year? But we'll, we'll get into it. Right. Um, so we have other things to talk about uh, starting with, Maybe maybe some really good news because we're at we're at what we're like eighty three million in cap right now, and uh, what I pulled up for the uh, podcast listeners, Elliot Friedman from the Board of Governors, Commissioner Gary Bettman 
it's a very preliminary estimate for the cap next year is between 87 and 88 million. He's stressed. Very preliminary. Uh, Mike, right now, Cap Friendly has put in there, according to the, you know, based on this number, a nice yeah. round 87.5 million. Uh, leaving us, Mike, with Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, ready to get paid with uh, 30.9, 30, we'll just say almost $31 million next year, Mike. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I would really like to uh, obviously extend some of our homegrown guys, but we've talked about this is a, a pretty fascinating offseason coming up. And, uh, Matt, I'm still seeing that there's some teams projected to be over the cap um, as of right now on cap friendly. Yeah, you kind of so like what what does what does happen right with like a William Nylander? Now, let's not let's not forget too. like heading into next year. I, I, some people are going to be mad that I'm even saying this name, but I mean, legit, come on, let's, let's, let's be, let's be real here. But, you know, I pulled up the Leafs. I mean, Mitch Marner's going to be a free agent in the next year. <laughs> um, those are, you know, screw you guys. Those are legit conversations. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's like every year, Mike, uh, we just trying to figure out how to properly spend this cap. I, I would like to stop with the JT Comfers and the Andrew Cops, even though we'll talk about it. Everything looks okay so far. It looks fine. Can't yeah, be upset I mean, with how they're, they I actually think, look pretty good. But... I think what you're getting at is you are hoping to not get a medium-sized fish. You would like a uh, jumbo-sized fish into the Red Wing boat. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and uh, ultimately, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always have to be uh, through the UFA market. But, you know, expiring contracts are where these conversations usually start. Um, could be through trade and we're just trying to help somebody out. There's, there's a bunch of things. Um, I, I, I don't know if I really want to touch this one, but th there is, I mean, we're not going to get into 2024 free agents right now. Um, I don't know you're, you're, when you're, you're looking at it at the top of the list. I mean, you got to think, I mean, it's not like Darlene's going to sniff it. Um, you know, another top name on this list. You you probably put Tyler Bertuzzi up there. Um, but I mean, you know, Steven Stamkos is having trouble with Tampa. But like, I mean, at 35 at, at the time. Uh, but the, the big one here is for me. And it, it was the last episode. He's 25 going on 26. I think you bring him over right now. I, I don't know what game we're playing. But you're going to have to make some sort of move and work with Vancouver. But Elias Pettersson is the biggest uh, contract that needs to be signed next year. And uh, that that might offer Vancouver a good enough amount of space to get her done. So that uh, that shit might be selling, too. So that's that's got to be all up to Elias. And if he actually wants to sign with Vancouver, uh, maybe he hates it out west. Anyways, um, ultimately, look, flexibility, broom to make moves that's what that's what we want um yeah i mean we're already scheduled to have my god like 30 million next season and so if the cap is going up um as projected whoo brandon well, I, I, see yeah, your I guess that is factored in yeah 87.5 is like the low end um so we'd have like 30 million to you know re-sign cider 
uh like you mentioned resign um lucas Flano, I know that's some people really like him. Probably saying goodbye to Peron at 36, right? Yeah. Um, Sprong, I mean, this is his tryout season, so we'll kind of see how that, that pans out. But I, I got to think that you can make those moves and then still have a lot of um, available cap space to fill it with a star. All right. So real quick, Brandon threw out there. The QR code is not working. So let's do this. Brandon, throwing it in the YouTube comments right now. I guess whoever gets to it first. <laughs> uh, but I'm hoping for you, Brandon, since you called it out. But I just threw in the link for uh, anybody to join. We've got one spot left, so we'll see what happens. Godspeed, Brandon. Godspeed. Um... <laughs> so to answer Fethar's question, who are the UFAs? I um, I don't know. I got you, you get less excited about them with everybody getting signed. Um you know, these, this last month here, but um, there's other options. Like, that's the thing we need. We need the Iser plan to turn into some trades, right? Okay. Um, what else, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, I guess those guys, yeah, we, had this, we had this slide of these I young put this, people here. Yeah. I put this picture in there to like transition from like NHL news to Red Wing. And I forgot this would be the next slide. So I didn't set it up at all. So for podcast listeners, it's just it's just a picture of Rasmussen to Misto just kind of celebrating a goal. It's like, okay. Okay. Um, so basically transitioning now into some Red Wing conversation. You guys like the Red Wings, right? Um we dabble, yeah. I uh I thought we could chat real quick on how uh how you guys feel about Nate Danielson. So there's been chatter on Twitter. Um, I of course, like I've mentioned before have been purposefully trying to stay off for my own mental health, but I can't help but scroll through every now and then and see what's going on. Um, and everybody's been mentioning, you know, Danielson should skip uh, the WHL. Ooh. Bring him on up. He's showing enough. L-F-G. L-G-R-W. Yes. I'm trying not to say F because I hear little feet stomping around my door. B-Y-O-B. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Max Boltman throws it out there. Danielson was good again Sunday. It is. But wait, what's a good Max Boltman impression? We used to listen to his podcast. Um, Danielson was good again Sunday. He's put together three nice preseason showings. Just pretend it's Cartman talking as Clyde Bear or Clyde Frog. <laughs> Um, I mean, we no, do man, like he's... Max. He's a friend of the show. Um, yeah, I don't know what he sounds like. I, I mean, off the cuff, he, I can't it's do like, it. Uh, it's like, I don't know. I think it, yours is like, about he, to be less flattering he, than mine was. He's got a point. No, like, I'm going to try yeah. and get too close, and it's yeah. going to be offensive. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got a point. No, I'll do that. Yeah. Let's do a mad impression. He's got a point in all three games, and Sunday he followed in with an early assist. Your uh, in which he cycled a pass down uh, to the corner for Daniel Sprung, who coolly scooped it up, took it to the net, and buried it. Another uh, late, short-headed strip of Bedard, creating a great A chance for Edmondson. Uh, by the way, uh, who who remembers when Nate was picked up, all the chatter about how good Nate Danielson plays Bedard, and then us just getting to see that happen over and over and over? <laughs> um. For everyone, too, like if you jump to NHL.com, the headline right now is Bedard 
is the most NHL ready rookie I've ever played with. And that's Taylor Hall's quote. So that, that guy is, was, it just gets dominated by Nate Danielson. So um, <laughs> I just um, want to, just want to throw that in there for Taylor Hall. If he's taking notes, any who's Danielson, his, um, his demeanor has not changed from draft night. Um, I know we joked about him uh, looking less than enthused about being drafted by the Red Wings, but the more I see him, the more I think maybe this is just who he is. Yeah. Matt, the closest comp I can think of uh, with his countenance is probably Nikola Jokic, where mm -hmm. as soon as he won the NBA title, he's like, I would like to go home now. Um, and Danielson definitely <laughs> looked like I've performed well on this shift. May I please go to the bench? Yes, you <laughs> Which, um, I, th I think this is as good a time as any, um, to mention this. Yeah. Have you seen like Bedard just will not come off the ice. And when asked about it after the game, his response is just like, and I'm not, this is nothing against Danielson, me bringing this up, but Bedard's just like, I just love, I love being out there. I love hockey. And, I love um, how mad Bedard looked that he only got an open net goal. <laughs> like he looked mad that there wasn't a goalie in there for him to challenge. Yeah, I I agree. Like, and that that's cool. That's like cool anger. Um, I bring this up because there's a lot of hate for Bedard, and I just think I don't know man, why he's like I'm the just rooting sweetest. For greatness. Yeah, he's like the sweetest little sweetie in NHL history, and he's amazing. I I know it's gonna be rough. I know he's a Chicago Blackhawk. I know, guys, but. We're we're setting up for greatness. And I know, you know, it's fun. You know, Nate shut him down. Woo, that's fun. It is. It's great. As a Red Wings fan, that's the fun part. I don't know why. Do we all hate Connor McDavid? I like Connor McDavid. I but Bedard seems like a human being. McDavid's like a machine. And Bedard's like an actual human that is having conversations with the media. He's talking about cooking and his mom is like FaceTiming him to teach him how to like make spaghetti. And it's adorable how dumb he is, you know, when he's 18. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I don't hate, I think he's great. I, I don't know. I think he's great for the sport. I, he's got a great attitude and I don't know. You see him go end to end against the Red Wings on that one shift. And everybody's like, Oh yeah, but he didn't score. And it's like, yeah, but he just <laughs> circled around your team three times to get to the net, which I get. I'm a Red Wings fan first, but what can somebody tell? I mean, is it just hate? Cause he's a black Hawk because I, I love this kid right now. Yeah. Um, he can't, he can't help uh, that the NHL draft is fixed. That's not really his fault. Um, he can't yeah. help that he has stupid laundry that he has to wear every game. Um, no, I'm I'm very excited to see how he turns out. Um, I know a lot of people are upset about uh, and uh, Murdoch thrown in Danielson stealing the puck from Bedard the other night made me smile. Um, Murdoch, a lot of us needed a cigarette after that play. Uh, it was <laughs> uh, pretty or orgasmic showing there. Um, but no, I, I I don't understand the hate either. Um, I it like for comparison's sake, you know, a lot of people Matt are against like Trevor Zegras who. You know, he's a bit of a hot dog. Uh, as a fan, I can admit he's a hot dog. And at least this kid, he seems pretty earnest, um, eager to please. And it seems like he really gives a damn. And that kind of personality type is, you know, very endearing uh, to, a, you know, a sports fan to see people who really give a, 
a crap about what's going out on you know the pitch or the rink or the court or the field. So yeah, for him to be really good and care this much, um, yeah, I'm, I'm color me interested, Matt. I I want to see more of him. Yeah, I I just I want to challenge Red Wings fans. Like maybe this maybe this is the guy we lay off. Maybe this is the guy we all try to be a fan of, but especially I get it. because he can't, he's not as good as Nate Danielson. So you know, right, right. Isn't that going to be great if we all just keep saying like Bedard's the greatest, and every time he runs into Nate Danielson, he just gets run over by a truck? Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, hey, Brent, Brandon got in there. I see. I see him in there. Great hey. avatar, by the way. Uh, picked. Um, Oh, oh my God, Gene Belcher! I was like, Gene <laughs> from uh, Bob's Burgers, love yeah. it. Uh, uh, but yeah, everybody's thrown in there. In there. Nate looks yeah. good. Jim, Nate just turned nineteen. Great future. Uh, Dan B, Nate looks good, but he would need to stay on the roster all year, and I'm not sure that's the best fit for his development. Yeah, I totally agree. I, uh, so uh, we never gave our our take on this. Um, I think he does need to go uh, to the WHL. I think everybody's being a silly pants uh, and just getting way too excited. He does look great right now. He does not look, right now. He does we look reserved to the idea that he's going to be in the minors. I think Can, that's also kind of contributing to his, his, his expression, knowing and, that it's such a long journey ahead. Right. And what's uh, some of the other conversations we have to have today? I'll, I'll just, I mean, we could tease it, right? Or I'll just, we'll just do it right now. Who's Detroit's number two center? We're talking about Comfort or Cop. And then we're also trying to put Valeno in this lineup. And there's other guys who have played center before that are settling on the wing. I get it. The future, the better team involves Nate Danielson, guys. For And I don't think anybody in this chat is really pushing for him to play in the NHL. So good job, Red Wings ranters. You guys are smart. But... Um, everybody else for the I other 400 it. people that are going to listen over the next week that uh, yeah. we love you guys too. Um, don't force it. This when's is the, last, the cup here. Matt, when's the last time you watched uh, uh, national lampoons, Vegas vacation. Do you remember when they go to the really, really inexpensive buffet mm -hmm. and Randy Quaid is ordering uh, some of the blue and some of the yellow um, and it's labeled beef and yeah. chicken. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I think I labeled these wrong. And he puts the blue sign back in the yellow sign and the yellow sign in the blue. That's how yeah. I kind of feel Andrew Kopp and Comfer are. It's just the blue and the yellow at the cheap, you know, buffet <laughs> in Vegas. Um, it's not that they're so good. They're interchangeable. Like, man, look at the flexibility. It just kind of feels like, eh, you, know, you know, they're fine. You know, they're going to be big point guys. They might, you know, contribute a little defensively when face off. Uh, I don't think either of them have the ceiling that Nate Danielson does, you know. Yeah. That's a guy who could, you know, actually be a one number one center or, you know, with God, for, you know, willing uh, Larkin still, you know, excellent, you know, knock him down to number two. Um, So I. I don't the way the, you know, number two is is kind of a silly distinction. I think we've talked about it in the past. Like it's really about, I guess we should talk about it in terms of minutes. And I feel like Comfort is probably going to get the number two spot because he probably will score a little bit more than Cop. So I I would probably put my vote there. I'm going Comfort. You guys know. I was actually going to set this up with more of a joke. Like, there's a practical way to attack this question, and then there's the Matt way. 
Andrew Kopp is absolutely my third center. I don't care if we make this argument the entire season that, oh, the third line and the second line are interchangeable. No. Anytime I see Andrew Kopp, he's my third line. If you get stuck, Michael Rasmussen, if you get stuck with Andrew Kopp and you're pulling in 30 goals this year, I'm sorry. You got demoted. I don't care what happened. Comfort gets hurt. Valeno's the second line center. Cop, you're my third line center, my man. Yeah. Somebody uh, who I think is related to Andrew Cop actually just followed me um, on Twitter or on X and uh, it made me very uncomfortable because I was like, it felt like somebody had said, you should follow the show because they hate Andy or Andrew oh, or whatever. We don't hate him. I just don't. Want I know. To... I, I didn't want the contract to ever happen. That's. <laughs> I just want him to play up to that contract number. That's all I'm discouraged by. That's all. Um, Jared, you need to send Discord invites, by the way. Boom. Check it out, guys. There's There it is in the chat on YouTube. Discord, anyone? All right. I'm going to watch this the rest of the episode and see if anybody joins. Also, it might not work. I don't know. It's, it gave me some sort of warning about how Discord invites work, and I don't have the time to read it. Um. GLJ, right. welcome, bud. Uh, saying uh, Sorelli is basically Tampa's second line center at times, playing first line minutes, and has never put up more than 44 points, um, putting us in our place. Where's uh, it's a mo it's like third find... most recent comment. Oh, GLJ, yeah. Um, who's us? Wait, yeah, I, ex I still expect Comfort to come down from his 52. Um, I also, I'm, I'm just. I'm not doing it, Mike. And Tampa, you know, Tampa's second line center right now is a lot different from what Tampa's second line center was when they were winning cups. So let's let's not let's not play that game, GLJ. <laughs> Damn it. And they also have elite wings. Um, you know, so yeah, we don't have right. elite wings. Uh we have Debrinket. I mean, it was Stamkos and Braden Point, and we were always like, Who's the number one line here? Like, that's Wait, a conversation. We're still having yeah, we're we're still having this. Oh, who's number two? Um, <laughs> when it's obvious who's number one, you know. Okay, yeah. I, I'm sorry, GLJ. I love you. Um, Fester uh, throwing in a vote is for Comfort as well, and then Matt throwing uh, Jim Johnson. Cop hasn't been very good this preseason. Comment. You of know, the it's century. probably still that uh, that core surgery from. Uh, you know, you got to give a guy four years to. Um, hey, it's not a quick thing to recover from. Again, listen, I don't hate the guy. I just want, I wish he could play up to the number that we're paying him. That's all. Well, you know, Mike, when you have those serious court injuries, the best thing you could do for yourself is turn oh. 30. You know, I love it. <laughs> uh, GLJ saying, all good. such a terrible signing. All good friends. Just an example of how the model can work. Uh, no, that's why I said putting us in our place because that, that's a good point. Matt had a good one too. Um, but it just means we probably need some elite wings, which we don't have yet. So we have, we have one. I'm going to say one kind of one for no, we have one who was good two years ago. Yeah. No, he's elite two years ago. Yeah. Stop it. Maybe we'll see. Stop it. What if he sucks? <laughs> what if he scores like 15 biscuits this year <laughs> oh. then the Iser plan might be finally over 
<laughs> what if he? Oh, I can't even think about it. He has to be good. Anyway, what um, if? What? If, no, I love that. I mean, like, there's no way that's gonna happen. But like, if yeah. Debrinket puts in 15 goals and plays 82 games, like, what? What are? What's the conversation for Steve Eiserman and the Eiser plan? Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it can't be get rid of Steve Eiserman because we were all saying trade for Debrinket, right? It just turns out we screwed up. Yeah, Steve's press conferences. You wanted him. I didn't <laughs> want him. I, I just well, I listen. Plan. All right, I guess I'll get this kid who can't score. There you go. You got your 15 biscuits. How do you feel Guys, about that? I was going to Andrew Kopp and JT Comp for you to death, and I just had to get Debrinket. Um. All right, uh, who should Vili Huso's backup be? I like this question because it was an easy Alex Lyon for me. Um, I like to get rid of as many players off of my team uh, that don't support a loving community, I guess, in the NHL. Like, oh, only if I allow you to be an NHL fan will I support you. Um, when you're that kind of James Reimer, like, that's the thing. Like, I want the NHL to be for everyone except for <laughs> James Reimer. I don't, I don't want that. Is that, is that I'm a hypocrite, right? Like I'm supposed to well, be accepting of James Reimer and his piece of shittedness. Like, uh, sometimes if you do a bad thing, um, but you're a very good player, it's easier for us to forget, you know, the bad thing, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> um, and so with Reimer, he's not at a Miguel Cabrera level. Uh, so it's a lot easier to remember his sins. Um, and I, I do love that Boltman was like, you know, 19 of 21 shots stopped and Lyon is at 29 of 32 as if this, this tally is on a dry erase board in the locker room determining their jobs. Um, but it's, you know, just a little something for us to think about. Um, but yeah, Vasilevsky, or, or I mean like Tampa, it's going to have some issues here. Um, so one of the the fun things going through like 32 thoughts right now are like the athletic hockey podcasts are finding a new uh, goalie for Tampa. And um, you know what? I take it back. James Reimer having a hell of a preseason. Um, if Tampa's looking for a goalie, absolutely. James Reimer, he's your man. Let us keep Alex Lyon, please. But yeah, that's uh, I like where Dan B's coming from. It's uh, I I'm a huge fan of that. Hoping uh, hoping that happens. The way that the uh the, like depth chart is currently aligned, it looks like Reimer, and it looks like Lyon will be our uh, top yeah. Griffin goalie. But um, oh, uh, it is one to one today in this huge yeah. exhibition game against uh, um Pittsburgh. I and Sprung is it? Is he, is he scored in every game he's played? I gotta say, uh, Sprong, I, I was poo pooing that. <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was wrong. I... <laughs> you know what? If they don't play, Sir I mean, I shouldn't say I was wrong. If he they looks don't really play Sir good. Mix right a lot now. every time he scores. You know, feeling Sprong, but Sprong, <laughs> that's a misfire. Uh, let me see if. Uh... Can I do this? Well, uh, GLJ, I, I think, yeah, I don't think he's nuts. I mean, Sprong, he's, uh, he's cooking right now. Just put him in the kitchen. Oh boy. Matt trying to get his band. Here we go. Here's the highlight. Band from what? There's no sound. Look at this rip from Sprong, man. Woo. Bedard who? Pittsburgh's yeah. goalie sucks, man. 
Is it Nadelkovich still? Yeah, it's Nadelkovich. I'm, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, no. Did they switch goalies? Because we did. <laughs> oh, did we? I thought uh, I thought we weren't switching goalies anymore. No, um, Reimer played, like, maybe a period. And now that... Who's that other clown? Aiden Hutchinson? What's his name? Alex Lyon? Uh, He's in? Oh, I didn't Mike, even know Michael, Michael Hutchinson was playing. Oh. A professional tryout. Yeah. So. Cool beans. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, yeah, that was, uh, but yeah, j just to talk about Sprong real quick, I guess that might be able to, that, that might transition us into our other topic. Um, let's, uh, you want to just fast forward the, the, I mean, the next, the next, the last question was which young players can make this roster. Uh, that has nothing to do with Spronger. Um, but we, we, are, we addressed this last week. This was our roster last week, including Elmer Soderblom, uh, Jonathan Bergen on the second line. And uh, Simon Edmondson. I'm sorry, this is two weeks ago. Um, we actually did see Edmondson and Petrie kind of pan out pretty well. Um, still seeing some mistakes from uh, from our boy Simon. Soderblom looked like the guy he should be, like um, who had who had a, you know a good amount of experience last year. Berggren too uh, in the last game. Uh, who did he get? Ringing around the boards and then whipping it out uh, up front to uh, to Joe Valeno. Yeah. yeah, hell of a play by Bergren. Again, like all the things we ever talk about, Bergren seem to be like it, it looks like <laughs> he's working through like years of experience because he's always in like a good spot on the power play, and then with that, it's just this. You know, I'm gonna keep going around the boards here to bring more uh, Blackhawks towards me. And then it just makes more space for Valeno. And he's got Valeno set up in the perfect spot with how he's shooting, you know, with his shot right in the slot. It was just, it was beautiful. It's just, I guess the point I'm trying to make is when Bergeron looks good, it looks like he's making like 10 year veteran decisions out there, which I don't know that that works for me, but it's, it's also like, all right, if that's Bergeron making the really smart decisions, can you get smarter or do, did we need that brain inside somebody else? Which is an interesting conversation. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, did you mean that we're seeing him at his ceiling already? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what, I'm, that's what we're wondering, right? Like uh, he's already, he's already scoring goals when he's in the right place at the right time for a rebound. He's able to make space and bring his opponent toward him. So that he can get no, other guys because, open. Uh, you know, greatness is really defined by, you know, consistency. So he doesn't do that all the time. So I think if he, you know, is able to bring that game for game for game, that's where he can improve um, is just being able to do it every single game instead of having nights where he, you know, disappears a little bit. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely not at his ceiling for me. Um, but I was laughing at Jared saying, Kubelik edged all of us. <laughs> Which was a response to Dan B saying, I hope Sprong doesn't tease us like Kubelik did by getting 10 goals in October and then completely <laughs> disappearing. Um, but yeah, that hot month got us uh, to bring it, Dan. So maybe Sprong will get us uh Nylander out of Toronto. Yes. Um, yeah, I oh. like uh, GLJ. Did, uh, is Sprong coming to the top six? I mean... I definitely have it wrong here, right? This is this is answering the question of can you fit some young guys into this roster? Of course you can. And then on the fourth line, 
you'll have Daniel Sprong putting in 20 goals. So yeah, <laughs> light it up. It, it is, it is the conversation. Top six is where I think you're a silly team. If you have Sprong in the bottom six, because he does, I mean, right? Historically, the problem was he's not great defensively. So you got to pair him with the right people. If we're going to talk about Andrew Coppy oh, in the defensive server. Yeah. We got we to gotta plan Sprong properly. Because Sprong had that, uh, not quite as dramatic, but he kind of had the Verona like goals per minute, right? That's that's kind of what we were leaning on for that acquisition. Yeah, um, not as so dramatic, gonna, but yes. Let's see if we can kind of crank up the minutes a little bit, and then he'll just keep peppering in goals. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's that's an optimistic outlook on it. Um, yeah, as far as young just, guys go, and that's like. Well, I was going to say last year we were always like, ah, oh, Michael Rasmussen, get him up to the top six. And we're doing that again this year. But isn't it, can't we just like have, can't we just have like a well-rounded, like can't the bottom six just stay the bottom six and when they're successful, we'll get scoring from the bottom six, which is kind of what our next topic is all about. I guess yeah, I you know the, I think the problem with our team is that we still have like a bottom nine. I don't I don't know if we really have a top six. I don't know if our you know I I would have to see Rasmussen take a step for us to have really you know a top six. Well, I don't I think, want to feel comfortable with him on the wing. I I do respect uh, you know Max Boltman's take that we'll talk about here in a second. The Red Wings are built deeper this season. Can they emulate last year's Kraken? And he basically laid out a lineup that actually sounds better than last year's Seattle Kraken. Maybe we're too close, but easily Dylan Larkin would is the superstar between last year's Kraken team and the Red Wings. Uh and this year's Kraken team too. Like he he he's the highest point getter. He's also for us a great two-way forward. So yeah, Dylan Larkin is the superstar between those two teams. We have the better one player and top to bottom we've kind of built out like a bunch of middle six lines. Um, which is what the Kraken did last year. But uh, before we do that, Mike, do you know this weekend we're back with another week of football? Actually, kind of starts tomorrow. Oh, on Thursday. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us all uh, in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down. On any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. I have been doing it. I mentioned it two weeks ago. I am making bank. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up, uh, very, age varies by jurisdiction, Void, Ontario. 
See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I, you know what? Real quick. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody no. cares but me. These talking points spell out, like just, just put like you would put in a URL, www.1800. No, it spells out dot net, like, like the dot net. It spells it uh -huh. out, D-O-T. It's got that spelled out like 1-800-GAMBLER, like, and then. I think because they don't want I have you to, to make that out... judgment call. Do I say dot? Do I say period? Do I say, you know, I, I, I don't, but I don't they, totally hate it. They put. Kansas and Louisiana, which I always hesitate on, and then it's a it's void in Ontario. Like, I don't even know if that's accurate, but it just says let's you know Ontario. Like the, May, I think that it's not it doesn't is, say this Ontario. Is good, this is a good first draft of the uh, complaint voicemail that you're going to leave for somebody <laughs> that'll never get listened to. Um, but anyway, we can jump back into the Red Wings here. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and copy rant welcome um <laughs> um yeah the red wings build up this year again they emulate last year's kraken uh was our was the main thesis of the last couple of minutes of this episode um and then basically this is just outlining all the acquisitions to bring it comfort sprung uh fisher we haven't really talked about it all and i don't really see him listed in the death chart um and klim costa um not hurt? to mention all the defensemen that we picked up. Um, don't call me whole. Uh, the ghost bear himself um, to go with um, the bear, the the grinning bear and bear grin. Uh, so we've got a lot of bears on this team. Um, Look, here, here's where this conversation goes. Max makes a great <laughs> argument. He does. Absolutely. He does. Can they? Yeah, they can. Will they? Do you want that? Do I want to be in the playoffs and be competitive against, you know, a team as good as Colorado? Uh, I mean, An injured cool. Colorado, a normal yeah, Colorado but... who's going to be around for the cup for a very long time. will have no problem taking care of Seattle when they're healthy. No, but think of all the think pieces that could be written about, man, look at all that playoff experience. We got playoff experience. You know, you know what I really don't want? And nobody wants to hear this take. This should be saved for the end of the takes. I don't want us to be fighting for a playoff spot and to hear everyone say, see, the Iser plan's working. When we're clearly, like, not, we're not there. We're not at the Tampa Bay level. We're not at that point. Like, don't you guys want that? Don't don't we want the three straight years of Stanley Cup finals? Two cups? Yeah, but like, we isn't can, that what we we're... can take a step. I, I don't think it's saying that you're you know, the Kraken or bust. It's just saying, you know, but like, you, what can you, have, can you have a, a huge resurgence? Like have a, you know, massive, you know, point output in the standings. Uh, but then what, what's, what's next? Then you write the next article. Can they be <laughs> the Tampa Bay lightning dynasty? <laughs> but which I, I don't really see because we don't have, you know, superstars yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I feel like this article bothers you a little bit. I think what he's just saying is that, you know, can they jolt into the playoffs? Um, and I didn't, I, 
Now I have jolt on my on my brain because of this uh, first sentence here. In the I article. don't. No, there's no problem with Max's article. Like I said, I agree with him. I think he made a great case. I'm asking you. I'm asking our listeners. Do you actually want that? Do I want a team that's competitive night out, night in, night out, so much that they actually make the playoffs and are competitive? Uh, yes, I'll take that. Thank you. You don't see any negative impact from this, like moving forward of like, all right, we did it. Uh, no. No. Next question. No. See, I, I'd rather, I, I, I kind of want to see it. I want to see the bottom fallout on this. I want to oh! get us another good draft pick. Oh no. I've seen, I've seen a lot of positive. I just, I kind of want to see the bottom fallout and I want us to get top pick. I want us to be back in the lottery like this. This is this is scary to me, Mike. I feel like this is the journey that you always talked about, like the middling team that will never win the cup, but is always sniffing a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, floundering is my least favorite thing. Um, but I I don't know if I would have called the Kraken floundering last year. Um, well, they're floundering moving, you know, like what happens this year? Do you expect the Seattle Kraken to win the cup? Were they wheeling and dealing in the off season to upgrade that team. Um, Do they have the ability no, they, to, it felt like they were kind of leaning on, you know, internal development. Um, I just, I know what we need and what we need is only available two ways. One is miracle trade. Another is miracle luck in the lottery. Um, we don't have any luck in the lottery. It's, it's pretty evident, Matt, that we, we just have to rely on Steve Eiserman and his scouts at this juncture. So because he's accumulated enough young guys, you know, they can't all possibly play, you know, at the main, you know, major league level. So, you know, that's where miracle trade is probably going to be a little bit more likely, you know, cap space growing, being available. You have these extra young guys, you have draft picks because you haven't, you haven't gotten to that point where you can really trade them away yet. Um, so yeah, I, I think that miracle trade is the more likely route. And if you want to seduce a guy who, you know, wants to win, be like, Hey, we got a, most of a foundation. So we just need you to take us across the finish line. Uh, that's, that's probably a more feasible path, um, to, you know, a championship. So I'm coming at it from like Dan B's perspective here. Kraken making the playoffs is good for building a fan base, uh, but uh, they're not built for long-term success. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like, I, I don't, I don't want to see fans. Like I, I want to see like angry fans. You know, I feel like if we make it to the playoffs, we're, we're going to be distracted by the end game. You know, we need to keep the pressure down on Steve. Steve needs to fail this year to make a huge move. Like I, I, I want, I want Elias Pettersson to look like, oh, this is it. If I don't get Elias Pettersson, this, this is done. And maybe somebody's laughing at me right now, but there's got, there's, the, I have to believe there's, there's that, that idea in there. I need, I need that. I need to feel some desperation. I, I've never liked. I've never liked that we've always had like this. Well, you give Steve, you know, 12 years and then we'll start to assess where he's at. <laughs> um, 
And somebody could argue right now, you make it to the playoffs. What, what does it matter? You have a shot to win the cup. I get it. But that's not like, I don't, I'm not scared of Seattle. I'm not going to go into a game against Seattle and go, Oh man, you see what they did to the Colorado avalanche last year. Like, Oh, we're, we're in trouble. And even like, just looking at them from top to bottom right now, I'm not scared of them, but I would be terrified of the Colorado avalanche. I want to be terrifying. And I don't, are we, Am I wrong? Are we there? I don't think we're even close. We're not terrifying to anybody. We have all these asterisks tied to all of our players of like, oh man, hopefully our second line center can have his career year again. Uh, hopefully this 30 year old, uh, his core stays together. Um, and I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love Lucas Raymond, but certainly he's due to just have more goals this year. Okay. Sure. Because he was a high draft pick. So that's how that works sometimes. So it's just like, right? Like, don't. I feel like we we need to, like, you know, put Steve's feet to the coals, you know? Like, let's, let's put him under some pressure. Put, getting into the playoffs is just going to distract the fan base. They're going to start making money again, the Red Wings. Selling out games. Like for real selling out games, not doing their baloney of like, oh, no, they're sold out. Little Caesars and the stadium's empty or the arena's empty. Like, I, I don't know. I, It's not, and again, it's not, Max made a great argument. And he's like, look, you've even got, you've got to bring it and Dylan Larkin like that. You've got a legit like first line getting started here. And again, that comes with like Lucas Raymond taking that next step where, where Seattle what like uh maddie uh uh ben, uh, ben you yeah had uh 59 points yeah is what max mentioned in the article and it's like see like yeah that's right we we can have a better build here than seattle so it's possible yeah for sure we could sneak in but i don't i don't like it i mean i, I don't i don't I'm want the, it i'm the big advocate for uh you know doing the tank or you know, you got to take a big swing on a trade because, you know, free agency is, is pretty tough too. And these NHL players are not like NBA players. They're not like NFL players where they just, you know, chase a big contract, um, you know, chase big money. You know, they get wined and dined. They sign mortgages with whoever drafted them. It's really tough to get guys in free agency. Um, so I guess I, I, I see where you're coming from, where you seem a little scared that we've made, you know, a, a marginally better team with you know the off season that we had but <laughs> i don't know if tanking is in the cards for this team not, i mean not... you would have to completely if you are still focused on getting a good draft pick you would have to make some pretty significant like subtractions um to do that um because even, you know, like before we got to Brinkett and we were looking at like Verana and Bertuzzi as our top, you know, top goal scoring wings, we knew that there's a lot of risk involved with them uh, injury wise. So even even when we had talented guys, it was kind of like with the, the asterisk that we eh, we'll probably only get 40 games apiece out of these guys. Now that you have to and he's a, you know, knock on wood, pretty healthy player, um, you know, season in, season out. Uh, I think you're expecting more production. And so dismantling, like, like you know, would get us a better draft pick. I, I, 
I think we're past that threshold. I think now we're at that next step where it's kind of, it's going to be a little scary. Yeah, it's but it's going to be a little scary. All right. Be because I know you're using I know the wrong I know verbiage, though. Yeah, but I you're, know you're, you're, you're putting verbiage because... in my head that's tanking and dismantling. Yeah, but I want, are, I just want to think that this is floundering because they've made small moves, but they, there weren't really gigantic moves that we want. Like, I, I can't really think of a move, you know, maybe uh, apologies to um, who's that defenseman we wanted from the Devils? Um, he's a top UFA. Yeah. And, you know, we flirted uh, with the idea and we didn't end up getting him because we had our guys. So, I mean, like that move, it's that forgettable. But, I mean, knowing that this coming offseason, this is going to be the summer that the, the Maple Leafs fall apart, um, that Vancouver could be had for the picking. Um, this is the offseason I'm more worried about. So, if we can be incrementally good and be on the cusp of greatness and then know that this this huge offseason is on its way, um, I, I don't hate... The, I guess the kind of the timidity that's been displayed by um, Iserman, like the patience and the timidity. I will say there's a huge difference between me asking the question, "Do you want this?" and me wanting some pressure still to make some bigger moves. I don't as know why you think to there's it. no pressure. People aren't like, "Okay, this is it. I'm good to go." Like we made this move it's... because we think we're going to win now. So if there aren't wins with this, I don't think people are going to be happy. It's a it's a result of that winning. It's a result of making it to the playoffs. It's it's that's the feeling that comes from that. It's like, "Oh, cool. Things things are starting to to I work out kind of organically." Where you're even getting that feeling. I don't think people think this is like, you know, an absolute playoffs team. Is that is that the consensus? No. It's based off of this premise. I don't, what are you what are you missing? Like this being the end game. Like this this happens. I I see some evil coming from it. So I'm saying like do we even like the article was written of like hey we could be the Kraken this year and it's like yeah but do we even want that? Do we want to just like kind of dink and dunk into the playoffs like if it happens i'm not going to actively root for us to get knocked out of the playoffs so you're saying you do want this that's my question yeah you're saying you're I, saying I, there's I, nothing wrong with the playoffs but i'm asking at, do you want at, this at this juncture i don't think that we're saying the end game is the they're you know the eighth seed and they're just fodder for the number one that's not no, that's that's a different way to use end game. I'm saying at the end of the season, if this is the result, is this what you were looking for for this season? It's almost like I'm yeah, asking it's... like, it's, it's like I'm saying like, all right, Max wrote this article and it's like, okay, great. Like, okay, I guess we'll, you know, that, that could happen. We could end up being the Kraken this year, but like, did, did anybody want that? Did we need, did we need to see us become last year's Kraken? No. And and back to like Dan B's point too of like um making the playoffs was like good for building the fan base, you know, in Seattle. Like, yeah, that's like from a business perspective, that was great. Like make a team that can get into the playoffs, you'll get a fan base excited, they'll be showing up to games for the playoffs, you get a little extra revenue, start to get that feeling. Do I do I want that? Right. Do I need that for the rent? Like I'm bought and sold. I'm not going anywhere. 
I'm a Red Wings fan. Do I do I need to know like, oh, you're you could be the Kraken of last year and get past a team that had a ton of injuries and it's like, cool. Okay. Yeah, but I I think the Do you the, see what I mean? The, so like the then what's the, the point extreme... of writing the article, I guess? <laughs> Maybe you were right think... at the start. Maybe I was just mad at Max for writing this. Yeah. Um I I just knowing this is a good okay so the the one thing with the red wings like historically when they've been in the playoffs is they've had such like supercharged mega teams you know it kind of felt like stanley cup or busts like they were winning president's trophies they were able to sign every single awesome free agent um it's why i kind of like for this iteration of the red wings i kind of would prefer to you know compare it to like you know the tigers making their way up you know, in like 04, 05, 06, you know, incrementally getting better going, you know, from God awful 43 wins up to like 60s, 80s, 90s. Um, you know, the Pistons were at one point counting on someone named Michael Curry uh, to play small forward for them. And then they developed after getting swept in the playoffs a couple times into winning playoff rounds. So Max's article, yeah, it's probably just, you know, a little clickbait action. You know, you, you know, because the implication is, is it okay with seeing the Red Wings in the playoffs this year, even if they get thoroughly outclassed by a more talented team? Um, and I think I'm okay with it because you're still going to get a middle of the first round pick. And I want to feel like whenever, when I, whenever we have these, you know, discussions about bringing in superstars, it shouldn't be like, dude, we're trash. We need you. And the superstar is kind of like, yeah, I know I'm good. I can't be the only reason that you guys are going to turn around. So I want to feel like there's already like some, you know, foundation um, before you bring in, you know, a big gun. Um, and I feel like playoffs kind of are something tangible. You can point at to be like, look, we're making progress. We're, we're, this far away from being, you know, where we want to be. And, you know, that's where this other player can make that happen. Um, and I, I, cause I, I do think that you kind of have to suck in the playoffs a little bit before you can be good in the playoffs. So I, I don't hate this idea as much as you do. I feel like this really getting your blood boiling and I, I can see value in them getting killed in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, Jim throws in there, you know, making the playoffs could bring in more talent. Um, Jared <clears throat> went on top of that one to help bring in more top free agents. I, I would just say I. I think the, the other free thing agent market, one of the problems that we have with this team is we don't know how to value some of the players. So if you get in the playoffs against, you know, an elite team, I think you'll kind of have a better understanding of the guys that you can build around. And getting to that point, getting to a point where you've accumulated enough points in the regular season, you uh, would have had to have seen, hey, what kind of money should we be paying Mo Sider? What kind of money should we be paying Lucas Raymond? Both these guys' contracts are up. So if you kind of see like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see where, you know, there's some real development here. And, you know, we got our nuts handed to us in the playoffs. But, man, these guys still played really well. So you can kind of see where if we fill in a few gaps – you know, this is a team that can compete. So that's where I, I do still see value to, to go up against the elite. I guess like you don't get away from facing good teams in the NHL. Um, 
like you're, you're going to face everybody. So you'll get those opportunities to be able to tell if you have good players. So I don't, I don't feel like you only will get, you'll get a higher quality of play, but yeah, um, but regular season is different from playoffs, right? I mean, that's what I just said. People giving a hoot <clears throat> and, you know, defensively how hard guys are trying, putting their bodies out there. Um, so I, I think it'll, it'll be a real um, kind of eye-opening experience. And my God, you know, I, I'd like to see poor Larkin, see what playoff hockey's like before he's too old. Um, and Jim Johnson thrown in there. One thing we know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I think Jim is, sounds like he's on my side. And then Jared with comment of the show could always build around Patrick Kane. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't want to lose sight of like, it's not about like making it or not making it to the playoffs. I just, wouldn't it be more fun to like go with that night? Like to say like, Ooh, you're going to be the Seattle Kraken this year. It just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. Um, there was a point made earlier too, about how a team like Seattle gets into the playoffs. A lot of bad teams around them uh, that they get to get easy wins against that. That's something too. So it's just, you know, do you, do you want a season that, that kind of turns out the way it's supposed to, so that you, you know you need to keep taking steps and I don't want anything to look like we've done enough because I don't feel it yet. If we go through this, if we go through this and we find out like, yeah, DeBrinkett's 40 getting close to 50 and it turns out he needed Lucas Raymond passing the puck over to him and we start seeing that, like that's a different conversation. The conversation then is, hey, looks like we actually have the guys to build around. Like it, do you see how like that's the problem with this question of like, can we emulate last year's Kraken as opposed to like, if we saw DeBrinket get 50 goals this year, what's happened around <laughs> DeBrinket to get us to that point? So, you know, I, okay. So your, your problem is, <laughs> can we be a team that squeaks in, gets swept and beat a bunch of dog shit teams to get into the playoffs? Is that, is that kind of what's upsetting you? Yeah, I think I said that a few times. Because okay. I, I tried to be a little uh, more uh, exaggerated with what the question's asking. Because the way, you know, I mentioned too, what I thought about again, it was... I like, nobody, again, nobody you're right. The, the episode is not be, called... Let's be, you know, the team that beats up on dog shit and squeaks in and gets killed. We <laughs> we just want to be a team... We're Like, I think we'd be okay being the eighth seed and realizing that it's going to take some more time to, you know, move I, into the top four and host a playoff, you know, have home, home, uh, home ice advantage for a yeah, round. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone has been, I'm going to give Dan B all the credit here. Um, everyone's been tackling this incorrectly. Again, like that's the title of the episode. Hey, don't do you tell want us the Red Wings, Matt. Do you want we're the Red Wings you to be the Seattle Kraken? None of us yeah. in the comments were saying, "Hey, we really want to, we really want to be the Seattle Kraken. We really want to beat up on dog shit, get swept in the first round, and be a you know a, a cute I, story that doesn't you know amount to anything." All of us in here had the consensus that we see, you know, uh, value in progressively being a little bit better, getting you know going up into the points where like the totals in the mid nineties and learning what playoff experience is like. So we, sure. we kind of, we pivoted the question for you, Matt. We Matt didn't focus so much sense. on Max's headline. We pivoted it for you. 
Yeah, but that's that's where it's such a like if I had titled an episode, should the Red Wings tank instead of going to the playoffs this year? Like I've said, multi, I don't want to tank. I don't want to disassemble what's going on. I don't I don't want to like force Lucas Raymond out. I have so much confidence in him. I love him. This Jared, wasn't about do God I want to it. tank? It was about who get who gives a shit if we uh, there who gives a shit if we emulate the Kraken this year? Like that I wasn't know, a team I, that you're yeah, like, I know, oh, I started this. Oh, I see yeah, all this great stuff. This debate. We started this debate by saying, yeah, but what he's implying is, do you want to be a team that comes out of nowhere to get into the playoffs? That was like the first point I made. And we use the word jolt. I think that still works. Like the argument still like it's still about like, how did you get in the playoffs? Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, are you wanting that? You want, you want, you want to be the surprise team this year. You want yes. to get that jolt. I, I want to be a surprise team that performs. You do? Well. And yeah, I want to see you bring it and Lucas. I, I got to tell you. Take off and. I'm, I'm enjoying this Detroit Lions season uh -huh. a lot. Where we came in and everybody was like, Lions are going to fucking roll. And then we started watching from week one. And, yeah, but uh, that is only because of right last now. year. That's only because of last year when we were on the uh -huh. cusp of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, so we need to have last year first. We're right there, but you don't want that, Matt. Yeah, but you it's just not... want, You just want the part where we're like, yeah, we're awesome now. Which It's, you, it's about we, what we, you we saw. Had, you skipped the whole stepping stone season. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying yes, I want... You said that you want the thing that you, you can't get there without last season. So... But it's Last about season, I'm equating to a Kraken season. But you could have seen the coaching and the players that they were bringing into this team uh, for the Detroit Lions. And, and you would say, like, yes, this is all moving in the right direction. But it, it was, you know, these moves that happened. It wasn't just like, oh, thank God we beat the Packers. Now we're going to be great next year. That's what I'm saying. Was that the no, that game was so much fun to watch. But that wasn't what you needed to see. Like. That was fun in the moment, but now like the other moves, like those are the questions we want answered. Not like, could we luck into the playoffs this year? That's where it's like, who gives, who gives a fuck if we luck into the playoffs this year? I know, but I feel like you're arguing about max to me, but I, I don't want to luck into the playoffs. Nobody's saying that's that. what you said. You said that you said you want that. You said you wanted to, no. you said, let's take out the Kraken. You said no. it. I didn't say I want to get lucky and make it into the playoffs. I said multiple times that I wanted to progress to the point where our first line is good enough. My God, we're in the playoffs. I said surprise people with how good we are. Not, oh, we got lucky and we squeaked in because, you know, four other team planes crashed into a mountainside. So we get to squeak in by default. That's not what anybody wants. <laughs> Nobody wants four team planes to crash. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope uh, I didn't miss something in the news last year, but I hope that didn't happen with uh, the rest of the Western Division or the Pacific Division. But um, I think the problem here is we just had an episode that resulted in you arguing one thing <laughs> and me arguing another thing, and, and it's gonna come up. Saying, uh, new new stream title: Max Bowman pisses off Matt. <laughs> No longer friend of the show after that headline. Um, 
No, I, I still am not like reading Max's article never even made me angry. I was just like, like thinking about what, like where to take that conversation was just kind of like, I remember just thinking like, okay, like I was done reading it and I was like, I guess he's right. Yeah, we could be Seattle Kraken this year. And I just wasn't jumping out of my jeans for it. Like that wasn't the storyline I, I need this year. I, I don't know. I meant, um, You'll be a happier person. Just pivot away from the exact emulation of squeaking in and beating up on lesser talent to get killed in the playoffs. Just pivot away from that and just think of the positive side where it means. I'm not going to. No, we're not right for us. We're not changing the episode to will you be happy if we make it to the playoffs? That's such a stupid. No, that's a dumb episode. People have all spoken. Nobody's as focused on this max headline as you. Everyone else is okay with, you know what? Yeah, it would be cool if we made the playoffs. Let's let's see the guys, what they look like, get them a learning experience. And Matt's like, oh, no, you don't. That doesn't count because not Kraken style. You go in Lion style, all right? You come in, you go 16 and 0, 17 and 0, and you dominate. It's like, yeah, but we're not there yet, Matt. Well, I'm not never, happy. Never I want a high that. draft pick. Like, okay, Matt, what do you what do you want over there? Make up your mind. Never said that. Um <laughs> let's go to the tape. I I, I really I really hate this episode right now <laughs> so much. This is my favorite episode. No, because you got no, you get you get the benefit of pivoting the question to We uh, did it from the start, Matt. This is our show. I don't care. I don't want to be the Kraken. We we talked about it. It's fine. We all agree. I hate you so much right now. We're all on the same uh, team, Matt. We're all Red Wings ranchers. I hate you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, those are all of our slides. So, and Jared, pivot. Jared, you've been <laughs> you've been cooking today. I'm really proud of you. Um, Curtis saying, cut this out as a segment titled Matt shoots on Max Boltman beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Matt, you did bring up a fair point because Shut, no, I don't even want to hear this part. This is going to be so condescending. You did a good job, fella. You did a good job. No, I, I, <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> it's not hate. You need to figure out what word you're, you're not saying by saying the word hate and it's love. So, <laughs> no, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I just think that we, the people, we decided that when he we saw that headline, we don't think, yeah, we want to be an exact replica. We we do want to be in the playoffs. <laughs> um, just a couple comments in here too. Feftar, uh, just laughing emoji. God bless. Um, I think he's laughing at Jared going ham. Uh, Dan B, if we sneak in, we sneak in. Shouldn't be the goal, though, which I think is the consensus. Um, Jim Johnson saying, kids, settle down. Um, GLJ saying, we're trying to build a wagon. Um, Curtis coming in hot again. This fan base and this roster needs to have a playoff appearance. I think so, too. Woo! Uh, it's, yeah. Um, even if they get bounced early. Yeah, I agree with that. Um Jared thrown out. Wouldn't be mad if the Wings were the surprise team, just like Florida was last year. Possibly went deep. I don't expect us to go deep. I don't think we're good enough, but, you know, 
it'd be really nice to kind of see what we look like against elite talent. I can't harp on it enough. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, Jared, you are cooking today. No one wants, when we were talking about being the Kraken, he wrote, no one wants to be the inferior cephalopod. God bless. Um, <laughs> Sneezy Wheezy. We haven't heard from you. I know, but. Comments. Um, Sneezy saying I wanted young guys to develop, build an elite young core for years of cup contention. I think, yeah, we love that idea. Um, did I have any others that I really liked? Oh, I don't think we talked to Righteous yet today. How you doing, bud? Um, and Righteous uh, at the start of this at 8.42 said, we haven't seen one minute of regular season play. The playoffs are a stepping stone, and I would welcome it. Yeah, me too. Matt does too. He just was very mad at that headline. See, no, um, I like, uh, this is what I like uh, with Sneezy Wheezy. I want young guys to develop, build an elite young core for years of cup contention. That doesn't come or go with us becoming the Seattle Kraken, but that's not, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, it was never my thing. I don't, I don't want, I don't want it. It can happen. It won't be. We're not going to not do Red Wings rant during the playoffs. I mean, last year, like we were talking about, wow, how cool would it be to make the playoffs? And I think Jim said, um, will the Wings fan base have the patience to miss the playoffs again this year? Oh, man, Jim, I don't think so. I think that is the hardest question we've had in like three months. I, I think they'd be pretty fucking pissed off, Jim, if I may. And and honestly, it looks like a lot of stuff has to go right. <laughs> it that. does. So many things have to go right. Yeah, for that for that to happen. And I I like I would just I, I don't know. I want I want there to be like this discussion of getting deep into the playoffs and and not not lucking into the playoffs, not surprising people into the playoffs. Like like getting to that point, like I want to see more moves on this team. I want to see something where I, I look at the team and I want other teams looking at us and they're scared. Like those, that's what I want to have happen. And I, I do, I will say like one point I did get away from it is I, I do think there is a mentality for a business. Like if we made it into the playoffs, like the, the Red Wings organization, I hope you all know, like the Illiches will be very happy with a couple of play, like a playoff game, a couple of play playoff games they're going to be absolutely thrilled and i don't think they actually put pressure on steve eiserman but from like a business like from top to bottom when you hit that point it's completely different than when things aren't quite looking as rosy so it, it is it is something to me still like if, if that was like all right cool we did sneak into the playoffs like if that was like when i when i asked do you want that and there was somebody who wanted that just like the release of pressure. Now, the way we should go into the playoffs is like every game is like if we win, it's like a it's like a fucking miracle. And then when we get knocked out, eventually, we're like, okay, that was fun. But we need to look at next year. We need to upgrade. We need Nylander. We need Patterson. <laughs> we need more uh, scoring. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I really What's care the about the business thing? side. Um, you don't I'm, see like that being a problem. You're a fan of the Detroit Pistons. I I don't understand your point. What point are you making about the business side that they would be interested in them being in the playoffs? Well, let's. So the Pistons, what they just made that announcement of like we see what 
the Detroit fan base is willing to do when their team's ready for the playoffs. So we just want to let you guys know we're ready for the playoffs. Like that was sort of, uh, I, I was told the story, so maybe I'm wrong, but that was like what Goris is putting out there. And it's like, that's a play. Like you're not, no, you need to make your team better. You're, this isn't a marketing thing. You need to make sure your team continues to get better. Let's not, let's not turn this into a marketing play to get people's butts in the seats. I want to see a great team put butts in the seats and confidence. I think if you're honestly, I, I think if you ignore like those aspects of a franchise, like they're, there's huge consequences uh, that come to nip you in the bud. And, and I think as Lions fans, we're very familiar with it because for, for a very long time, Lions would sell out. And I think as a franchise, they'd be like, who, who cares? We don't need to make this team any better. Look at the stadium. It's full of people. Who cares? Uh, so you want to stay away from that. Does that make sense? I don't no. know how you're don't know so you're, not. We've talked about this for years. This is insane. Everybody. Mike and I have talked about this for years. I don't know, I don't what, know why he's so confused. You, what is the debate? I don't understand. You don't you don't want like ownership and management to be satisfied with what's coming in revenue wise. You oh, want them yeah. to make a winner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. How do you not? You've lived in Detroit point... this whole time, and we've had this conversation before yeah, about the Lions. I don't, I don't and understand the why you think it's such a point of contention. I don't. I don't think anyone's really debating that. Everyone wants ownership to care about actually winning. That, you just yeah. said the best. Don't worry about the business side. I didn't say. That's don't why I was trying to make the it. point. The, I, that's not at the top of my priority list. We we don't even have a team yet. I yeah. Let's. I. Yeah. I, I, it's not really like a debate. Of course, we want them to care. I, I don't. I, I don't know why we went on this. Right. I mean, derail. Okay, I thought yeah. I was answering your question of why would we care about the business side of things, but that's that's why. That's that was my point. Um, okay, I think we're both getting angry at each other now. Um, can you guys feel it? I think everybody can feel it with that last. I. I'm not I angry. Know. I just don't even know. It was like saying, "Well, you know what? The sky is blue." Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I could swear you said don't e that doesn't that's not even a thing. When I absolutely think ownership, it, like, and their pressure on management is a thing. I I don't know. I could swear that's what you said. That's why I brought it up. I don't. Maybe I don't. I still don't know what your point was, but that's why I brought it up. Okay. Well, um, I guess I was Jim wants to, to know I where was... a wrestling ring is. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you want to bring that point back to where the Red Wings are currently, would that be implying that they brought in some peripheral guys to just become the Kraken? Like ownership said, Steve, I know that you have this fetish for taking a long time and letting things marinate, but we just want to be in the playoffs this year. And he's like, really at the detriment to our future? And they said, yes. And so he just went out and signed some guys who had hot postseasons. That is an interesting question. Oops. I think that's possible. What, what's so the... maybe go back. Do you have the slide still for Max's um, article? So what if the question becomes the Red Wings are built deeper this season? Yes. Did ownership say, Steve, can you emulate the Kraken for us? 
And that's why we have these guys who had hot postseasons and played on, you know, injured Colorado Avalanche um, suddenly all accumulated in one offseason. I mean, that's kind of what my point like was, was like, we don't, I don't need to luck into the playoffs this year. I don't, I don't need the teams in our division to suck so bad that we get a hundred points so that we can be in the playoffs this year. Like, that's not what I need. I will take it. Maybe even to Jim's point, I need it, you know, but I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I'm not sitting here hoping like, Oh, I, this could be the year guys. Like I had, I want a better team. That's what I want. I guess I, I need proof of that. That's all I want. And lucking into the playoffs doesn't necessarily mean you have a better team. I know that sounds dumb. It really doesn't mean that, though. We've seen teams make it into playoffs in every sport. And they're not supposed to be there. It's just not. That's that's the whole point of the, that's the whole point of the episode of, of like. Is that is that what you want? Is that what you know? Like you said, is is that what the Illiches wanted? Maybe. I mean, they do like money. I think. I don't know. I, I think the. I think that's maybe that's the way to end the episode. Is is it that? Is that what management is happy with? And I. I hope not. Oh. Do you um, do you trust the Illiches? I don't. I trusted. Do Mike. we feel? Do we feel like there is an urgency to move heaven and earth to make things happen this off season? Do you feel like there's an urgency? Um, I think, I think we we've... all panicked when they didn't get to prank it as quickly as we thought they would, and it dragged out for a while. But then when they picked him up, then I kind of thought, oh, okay, maybe because they did have to give up a first rounder. They did have to give up pieces, not our favorite pieces, I know, but still guys who you know can do something on the ice even if it's only for the first 10 games of the season. <laughs> um, so it did feel like, okay, maybe there is a little urgency here. All right. I, maybe. But I, if this, if this off season goes by the summer of the Maple Leafs, Matt, which I don't know if we're going to tentatively call it that the summer of the Leafs and Patterson goes they by. They only have Neeland. I It's not the Leafs anymore. They already, well, they have guys whose contracts are expiring. Um, and we don't, we don't make like a big sizzle move. I, I will probably be pretty devastated. This is the, this is the last season of me accepting average. I like that comment. Otherwise it's a conspiracy from the Illiches, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jim throws out there, is this your historic rant? I think he just wants me to stop because then they start. Uh, Jared goes, I think so. This is the longest episode since the regular season ended. So I think that's a call for us to stop <laughs> talking. Um, well, next week we got real bullets coming out, guys. So we'll have to have a little uh, little season opener and maybe go over our fantasy draft from the weekend. And whoo, we can, I, can you feel it? <laughs> I, I do have to tease now. I'm going to be on vacation. The first week of the season, so there won't be an episode the first week of the season. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> it's a vacation that? I've had planned for a year, though. So it's it's I it's not okay, but I'm sorry. Um, I do apologize. Matt, I hope that your time on vacation is only enjoyed at about an 80 percent. That's my That's curse okay. view. I'm going to enjoy it at 150%. So I hope your that your hope... kids complain the whole time and nope. um, that Dr. Wife uh, gets sleepy and she says, let's go to bed. No, we got more rides to do. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of sleepy. Uh, Jared throwing out there, Chris all about that money. And then Dan B, Miggy money. <laughs> Miggy money, great point. How about two years ago when Chris came and told us Tigers are ready to win and then they sucked ass? It's the same ownership group. I know we all know that, but I'm just, I'm not saying that for you, Mike. I'm just like, there's proof. There's evidence. There's shit. The last season, I'm taking average. That's the last season. All right, uh, Dan B, loving the overtime episode. Jim Johnson made up for his holiday today. Yep, we got one more hour, Jim. Let's go. I know it does. Suck. We could have planned like a pre, like a season preview episode, but there'll be this episode went so long. I need a glass of water. Like my voice is gone. All right. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Everybody yeah, that right. hates me for saying we hated you before. Whatever Matt. I said. Oh, that's no, true. Fine. All right. Yeah. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.